From the AMF Podcast Studios, you're listening to the Health and Safety Law Report. I'm Doug Jenks. And I'm Abby White. So if you are a regular listener to the podcast, you know that over the last couple of months, Abby and I have tried to provide you with uh, regular and somewhat timely updates about the OSHA emergency temporary standard and all of the developments uh, regarding that. The most recent thing, uh, and this is big news, is that it has actually now been withdrawn. You might recall that the United States Supreme Court just recently upheld a lower court's stay of the enforcement of the emergency temporary standard, which means that the emergency temporary standard was essentially put on hold until there could be a full-blown court case and adjudication regarding whether or not that emergency temporary standard was constitutional uh, and thereby enforceable. Well, after OSHA lost that argument before the United States Supreme Court, they, I think, saw the writing on the wall and decided to just simply withdraw it. So on January 25th, OSHA issued a statement in the Federal Register indicating that as of January 26th, which was two days ago, that the emergency temporary standard had been withdrawn. They went on to state in the Federal Register that they are not withdraw or that OSHA is not withdrawing the emergency temporary standard to the extent that it now serves as a proposed rule. So what OSHA is hoping to do is to actually enact this emergency temporary standard as a regular standard under the OSHA standards. I think there's some questions about whether or not OSHA is jumping over a couple of steps for the rulemaking process. And so maybe there's going to be litigation on that. Um, but the big news is for now that the emergency temporary standard for COVID-19, the one that we've all been so concerned about and employers across the nation have been concerned about, especially those with more than 100 employees, that has now been withdrawn and that is no longer a worry. Right. It's withdrawn with a but. There's always a but. So the Secretary of Labor is basically saying, I think he said they're going to still aggressively enforce COVID safety through the general duty clause um, and through the national emphasis program, which gives OSHA probable cause to walk into literally any workplace and inspect it for COVID-19 safety protocols. There doesn't even have to be a complaint. Okay, so um, t- talk about that national emphasis program because I think that confuses a lot of people, and it's it's sounds like a very aggressive posture for OSHA to be in. Yeah, I mean emphasis programs. Um, well, well, let me back up. OSHA has to have probable cause to come in and inspect your workplace, and that can come in the form of a complaint by an employee or a self-reported serious injury or fatality. Or uh, an emphasis program can provide OSHA with probable cause to inspect your workplace for whatever topic is covered by the national emphasis program. So, for example, if there's an emphasis program on falls, or and there can be local emphasis programs too. So there are different levels of emphasis programs. But this is a national emphasis program 
um, that gives federal OSHA probable cause to walk into any workplace in federal OSHA jurisdiction and inspect it for COVID-19 um, safety issues. Safety issues are, you know, to make sure that you have a, a prevention plan in place and that you're practicing um, all the things that they recommend that you practice uh, to keep employees safe from COVID. Does OSHA need any reason whatsoever to walk into any employer and inspect that employer for COVID-19? Or can they just start walking into any business anywhere or any employer anywhere and just say, hey, show me your papers? The NEP, the, the National Emphasis Program, is their reason to walk into your workplace. But I'm going to qualify that because, I mean, OSHA... If you consider, practically speaking, does OSHA have the manpower and the time to go inspect someone's workplace in the absence of a complaint? I think probably not. I, I, I have not seen OSHA actually walk into a workplace and do a COVID-19 related inspection absent some other reason to do so. But they're certainly threatening that they could and that they would if they have the resources or if they can muster the resources to do that. So as long as that's an effect, they're you know, saying that that's what they're going to do. You mentioned an employee complaint. It's my opinion that that will probably be the main reason that OSHA would show up yeah. at an employer or at, at a workplace based on some employee's complaint. Somebody will get sick and they're going to be upset with their employer and call OSHA to have the employer inspected. I agree. I think that'll be, I, it is. I mean, that's the number one, I think, reason that OSHA is doing inspections is in response to complaints. And I think maybe behind that would be uh, reported illnesses. You know, if you've got an employee who contracts COVID in the workplace and then, you know, dies, then that might trigger an inspection. But I agree with you. I think complaints are probably the most common thing that would trigger an inspection. I think it's probably a good idea to look at OSHA's website and use OSHA's template for a pandemic protection plan if an employer doesn't have one already, because that's one of the fundamental and first steps that an employer can do to protect their employees from COVID-19 and also to protect the, for the employer to protect itself from, from OSHA, because OSHA wants to see that you have that each employer has a pandemic protection plan and OSHA has uh, graciously provided one on their website. And it's, it's a good document and you can download it as a word document and then adapt it for your, uh, your job site and your work situations. That's a good place to start. You know, I agree employers should take this seriously because any citation under the general duty clause has to be cited as a serious violation. OSHA does not, they can't reduce that. A, a general duty clause violation by its very definition is serious. And um, now under the um, 2022 penalty structure, uh, a serious, a single serious violation is over $14,000. So, you know, certainly you don't want to find yourself facing a, a serious violation um, for this or anything else. So, okay, well, that's what we have for today. Just wanted to do a brief update on the latest developments on the uh, COVID-19 situation and the OSHA emergency temporary standard. We will be back in touch with you soon to discuss some other topic. I'll note that this is our one-year anniversary for the <laughs> <laughs> health and safety <laughs> 
Law Report, and what a year it it has been. Uh, I can't believe it's been a year. I know. We I think have, it went kind of fast, actually. It did go fast. I think we have 18 huh. or 19 episodes. So yeah. So we learned a lot this first year, and we will endeavor to improve and continue in year two. Sounds good. So remember, as always, we are lawyers. But we're not your lawyers, at least not while we're on this podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will be in touch with you soon. <laughs>